Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's there. Is it Thursday? Somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, it's the last day of the show for the week. Um, it's been a good one. I uh, I think I think I got uh, it all off. My, I got poop on my hands. Dog poop. From Luigi from- or the mic. Um, I know. Oh, yeah. Every day we're starting with poop smells, but I got it off my hand. I did the mulch technique that I did on um, my reality show. It and, might be the uh, mulch, not the poop. It was poop. I didn't <laughs> use enough mulch. I was in a hurry. <laughs> we had a, sure, you didn't you know, pick up mulch with poop. Are yeah, you sure that's, that's not what happened. Yeah, manure it, mulch is poop. I love the word manure. Manurism. Man, Ma- manu- manurism. <laughs> Maneuvers. Um, is it a like, fun word, though? Manure is a good word. Do you know what word I love that I learned? Yes, didn't learn yesterday, but I used yesterday, and I was like, Shelf. As soon as I learned, used it, I go, You think you're kind of cool for using that oh, word. God. Like, it's kind of, I just love it. Modality. 
Oh. I love that. What does that mean again? Well, I used it in this. I don't really know. I, I have a struggle. <laughs> I can use it in a sentence. Okay, um, I, use it I like sentence. to find different modalities of improving my singing voice. Okay. So I went to an Alexander Technique lesson yesterday, and I was um, texting Chris about it, and I was like, I just found this new modality, and I was like, who are you? Just well, say new thing. I just love the the confidence and where you don't know the exact definition, but you're just going for it's it. It's like a, um, a means right to a, what you have it. Well, it it does apply in music. So um, oh. modal quality, which is like, all right, what, what does that mean? A particular mode in which something exists or is experienced or expressed. Okay. I always hear it on ASMR videos of like this modality of, you know, lengthening the spine. It's always like massage techniques, like different modalities of like lymphatic dr drainage or massage or... Uh, uh, there's different just w w like and a different no modality of if uh, you use it wrong most likely the person also doesn't know so he's right. not going to call you out on it because then you call it out and then you go well that's not used right and you're like well yeah the, the, I wouldn't my favorite um, one of my favorite clips is when Jennifer Garner is on Conan's show oh yeah and yeah. he's like and then you snuck past the person she goes Conan snuck's not a word sorry you should know that you went to Harvard and he goes and he looks oh, yeah. like flabbergasted and then they bring out a dictionary and he goes, snuck, the past tense of sneak. <laughs> and uh, she just like looked so, she's gorgeous in the clip. It's one of the best times she's, I mean, she's so pretty in it. So I guess it's worth it, but she looks a little stupid. But there's nothing worse than like being like, um, excuse me, calling someone out and then being wrong. Uh, it's almost when a grammar Nazi. It's like a. Uh, when they lose, it's the best feeling. I love it. Yeah. I love when someone's wrong, when they're snooty. Oh my god, it's oh. the best! It happens to me all the time, <laughs> all the time. I've I've almost learned to like not have it affect me. You know what? Another word that I love is my friend Jess t told me one time that I was peripatetic. Oh, your you legs didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> peripatetic. 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 I mean, yeah, what paralyzed. <laughs> I'm okay. using. I'm going off of that, and then tetic. Well, like what? Okay, so, so but but para can be used in other words like besides parasail, paralysis. Yeah, para legs. It's not going to help you find <laughs> para find legs. <laughs> it means like you you jump from you travel from place to place all the time. You're constantly in a different place. So the opposite of parasailing. You're tethered when you parasail. Have you ever parasailed? Yeah. What did you feel? Alive. Paratetic. <laughs> no, no, um, a little scared, but also kind of like f fun, but also not worth it because I feel like these ropes might not work in this company we've hired we just found these guys on a beach like yeah is this all it's so funny how we board? can tr trust a bohemian who has red eyes he's definitely stoned and he was just like hey yes. man come on and i swear to god i didn't have a clip like like i had a clip but it wasn't like it, it was like a, a it was bag, bag of chips clip <laughs> yeah chip clip. yeah it was a chip yeah. clip wasn't I, like a carabiner. I was like, this smells like sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, but you trust them. It's like, have you ever done the rope? Why would it? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. not that many deaths of parasailing deaths. Like you would you hear fall about in the it water, more, I guess, know? with a parachute. I guess you'll be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? A parachutes? <laughs> Is that why? There are two, right? Isn't oh. there like a little one up in there? Or there's a second one. Would you ever go skydiving? You have to go. You did go skydiving. Stupid Wild. or fun? The guy looked a lot like he Me? had this whole vibe going on right now pink shorts and a yeah tea. like you're like a cool like 
you could be a skydiver in this look. What up, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can come tandem with me. You'll and be that, safe up there, man. No, I don't know, man. Are you sure you're I've qualified? Had, I've had 1,400 <laughs> falls in the past 12 months. Man, oh, I'm ready damn. to do this. Yeah. You seem addicted. What are you running, falling from? It's the best from? feeling. <laughs> what are you falling <laughs> from? <laughs> but he had your vibe. <laughs> Child support can't get you in the sky, man. He's like, dude, maybe there's a shoot. Maybe there's not. Yeah. Shoot some ladders. I was like, what? And Yeah, like, they are always like, what's his name? Remember the Elaine's boyfriend on Seinfeld, the oh, rock he climber? Oh. And he has a beautiful face and he falls. <laughs> George George becomes in love with him too because he's just so cool. Uh, and George develops a crush. Uh, yes. and, and so then George goes rock climbing with him and then the guy falls because of some negligence on George's part, I'm sure. And Elaine is just like, but tell me about his face. Is his face okay? Because he's so handsome. And she's yeah. just like, is his face okay, George? Is his face? And he's like, he'll never walk again. And she goes and it's all bandaged up. And she's just like, it just shows how shallow she is. Oh, you man. know, like the Juju be the Juju Fruits episode where her the, she's going to meet her date at the movie theater. And she's in line to get Juju Fruit um, before the movie. And she's informed that her boyfriend who's meeting her got in a car accident and she decides to wait in line for the juju fruit when he goes he goes when did you buy those when it, when she shows she's them. like i came as soon as i and she's stuffing her face with them this is now just turning into a, a seinfeld, a seinfeld have you seen that one yeah i mean when you you wouldn't go you don't want to go skydiving no I, I, I there's some things that i'll just go you know i never i can die without doing that you know like there's I didn't give it much thought. It was a very like I drove no. through the night from You <laughs> I planned it all. You should have seen the books I wrote on it before I, was I jumped. About you like do you we both are very similar in that we're very just impulsive and kind of just go like, oh, "I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. I'll go do that." I'm like, here. Just, I'm in yeah. St. Louis. It was we literally really 3 think, days. Like What's the most you've ever planned for something? Like I feel like when you get married, this is what's going to happen. I have a prediction. You're going to get married, Vegas, but then you're going to do a real wedding later. But you're going to do it impulsively like um, your tattoos. You're going to do it first. Yes. Insane. Like you're just going to get the certificate and just do it. And then you'll have a ceremony and the real thing later. But you're going to do it. You're going to show up one day and just be and be kind of like. If I was marrying myself, I would agree with you. I think Brenna has changed. That's what I'm saying. You're going to actually have a ceremony later. Yeah, but I think I don't know if she would go with Vegas. Like I would do Vegas. Mm-hmm. I, I get. I've noticed when you have a partner, you these impulses you can't just. It's my biggest issue in my relationship. There, it is kind of tough. It is tough sometimes because sometimes I just want to like, all right, I'm going to Nashville tomorrow, and they're like, well, why are you going? I'm like, I'm just. Go- I just had the impulse. I want to go. You yeah, know, and, and then it's like a, it becomes a conversation, and then you're like, but I shouldn't have to give a Chris reason. Chris looked at uh, my schedule recently and was like. When did this all happen? <laughs> I'm like, I'm gone until December every single weekend. He's like, were you going to maybe, not that I'm going to say you can't go, but were you going to maybe just run this by me? And yeah. I'm like, you know, no, it no. didn't even occur to me. And you're so right. Like, that's something that in a partnership you need to do. Like, you you should check with your partner. Like, we have been living single Yes. For our whole lives. We've never had to check on anyone else. That's why we chose comedy. That's like we, we chose this path. We don't have to account for anyone else. Everyone. Wait, did, Chris, did Chris take care of your apartment while you were in New York with the yes. or- organizing ladies? Well, while I was in LA, actually. So oh, in a L- few oh, weeks so ago. Oh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He completely, I mean, my place, I'm looking at my podcast room right now, <laughs> which is a mess, but my apartment, <laughs> I do not recognize it. These two women... 
Um, he found these two women to um, who are like, you know, like the women on Netflix's The Home Edit. I haven't seen that, but they just go in and they look at like hoarder spaces and they make them organized and stuff and for celebrities as well. Um, and they, it was awesome because he had them come and I met them and we kind of walked through everything and I was kind of embarrassed because these women are like organized yeah. women my age with like lo- a job, like a business. <laughs> and I know I have a business, but do I? And... It's none of your business. It's mine. I'm not asking. And I don't even know if it's mine. But they, (laughs) I really had to like swallow my pride and not clean up for them. Just like let them in and go, this is, this is the way my life is. There are four LaCroix cans. This is why they have a business. Yes. And there was no judgment on their part. you're nowhere near the worst case. Right. Nowhere near. It's like. And even if you are, it's fine. Like they don't care. They're used to it. That's their job. That is their job. And so. They came in and like kind of talked about what I could want, but I we didn't really get into it. It was probably like a twenty minute meeting with them, like walking through my apartment, and um, and then Chris was like, you know, I think it would be best if they came by at some point, you know, when you're in town and you worked with them for like three hours on like where to put things, and I was like, uh huh, mm-hmm. and he was like, and then <laughs> and then they can kind of just go at it and like. And I don't want to be here when I have a housekeeper here. I don't want to be here when I have yeah. a, an electrician doing anything when there's someone's fixing the dryer, when someone's fixing my shower. I don't like to be here. I would rather them rob me blind and go through my things and smell my panties, whatever they'd want to do. I would rather risk that than be there while they're there because I feel bad that they're doing, they're like, you know, snaking my drain while I'm like, on my couch on Instagram. You know, like I just, I don't, I don't like, I just like to leave. And so, and Chris was so nice to even get these women to come and, and organize this organization that I was like, yeah, okay. Um, So I just, I think maybe I could work with them for like two hours. And he's like, yeah, two or three, like whatever it takes. Four or five. And I was like, (laughs) um, and then I just started kind of, freaking out and i was like maybe i'll f- hire my friend taylor to do it she's really good at organizing an organizer for an organizer yeah like not even <laughs> hire her to do my work but hire her to do their work and yeah. i knew that i could just oh, leave taylor oh, to do it just or complete- i wouldn't be embarrassed if taylor were here working for some reason that wouldn't bother me as much as like someone i don't know because i feel like i have to like offer them beverages and i don't have iced tea and like a nice pitcher that's like sweaty with like lemons at the top like i'm not a woman that like can have guests I don't have enough Zevia for you. I only have enough for me. Again, only thinking of myself. And so Chris was like, yeah, I mean, but I think you should be here for a little bit just to like tell them where things go. And I was like, I think I'm just gonna have Taylor do it. And he was like, wait, what's going on here? And I was like, I just, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to have to interact. And he was like, okay. And then we had like kind of a, you know, a moment of like, what's going on here? Like, why are you trying to weasel out of this? This was like something you wanted to do. And I was like, I just, I don't know. I, cause I have to like talk to them and like make small talk, even though I am a small talk master. Yeah, I love talker. talking to people. And I small talk these like great small talk ladies. They're great. The they were yeah. so nice, yeah. but I just didn't want to like well, go we through build my up things. these things in our heads. And because I have to be funny and entertaining. I feel like I have to like make, and I have to shit on myself the entire time because there's, no way I can go through the mess that is my apartment without com- constantly <laughs> yeah, making fun making of myself. Making an excuse, yeah. And and doing that, piling on myself about how disgusting I am, and like making myself feel better because these women I know have like organized lives and like cabinets with like they have all their like oats in one like you know Tupperware container. Container it says oats on it, you know, yeah. like that shit. I can't. And so I knew I was just gonna 
and I freaked out and I was like, and Chris was like, okay, let's just, I'll, let me see if they can just do it without you, without involving you at all. So he, I didn't even know it was going to even still happen. Cause it was like months before that we hired them. We picked a date and then the date I was like, are we even going to do this? Cause I think Chris and I broke up like 16 times between then Aww. and that date. And then I think um, I got the invite and then to our breakup. <laughs> And Not then the date of them, but yes. And then I, I got back in town one day, and it was done. They were at my apartment for hours and hours and hours. It cost. No, don't even say it out loud. It does. It doesn't matter the cost. It, it doesn't matter. Wait, what? $10, no. Yes. I would have <gasps> done it for fucking seven. No, it wouldn't. It would look worse, but. But. Um, is it, I mean, it's the stress? Fine. I don't give a fuck how much it costs. You know what? That is a lot of money, and I know that that is me maybe like bragging that I have that kind of money to toss around. I'm sorry that it's true, but I, 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 don't, I don't spend a lot in other places in my life, and man, was it worth it. I came home. I have a place for everything. Nothing in my life is disorganized. There's a couple piles that we still need to like finish off, but like- by and large, like I don't recognize I don't what happens when everything that you have a reason to be stressed about is no longer. You did that once in New York where you organized everything. And I don't even think you had a storage unit. Like I still have a storage unit that kind of sits in the back of my head of like there's a bunch of tr fucking trash in it there. It changes everything. It change it really does. It's so like Jordan Peterson being like, you make your bed first and then you'll feel it's it's kind of true. Yeah. It's kind of true like downstairs like I we clean like things are up to date. Like my laundry's done. I've I divided my laundry recently. I did darks. I know what the soil means now in the washer. You know the soil level depends on like what you're washing, where what the soil should be. I mean that's I like, mean like heavy delicates or whites <laughs> or towels. Like it has those settings, right? Yeah. Or no, well, we have yeah. the same washer dryer. I'm guessing. I think so. But I'm just saying, like I'm I'm taking these steps that I never th and they're little steps that we just ignored our whole lives. I know, and I almost don't like it because I go when I'm not complaining about I have to clean a room <laughs> or that I have to do laundry. What can I do with that time? It's too clean. And then I, I have to do something with the time. I have to fucking do the work that I'm putting off by saying I have too much to oh, do. Oh, I see. So, yeah, you can use it as a scapegoat to not but write a book. Man, it is fucking good to Yay. wake up and know where everything is and have a bin for your oats and a bin for your cords. <laughs> and I will say the other day I asked Chris, I was like, because he knows where everything is and I'm still learning. And I go, where are my cords? <laughs> and he was like, in your guitar book. And I really liked that joke, even though it was a dumb dad joke. Oh, I like that. It made me so happy. I was thinking happy. corduroys, but yeah, that's good too. Oh God, it made me laugh. Um, yeah, it was, so it was just like, and it was sweet because, you know, we, we've had some, we like have had some rough, we've had some rough terrain in our relationship recently, but now we're like so much better for it. I really, I know it's so embarrassing that we break up and get back together so often and it's like. And there were parts of me breaking up recently and being like, oh, I don't want to tell anyone. And he felt the same way of like, oh, do I tell anyone? Because we'll probably get back together. And that's embarrassing. But I'm like, no, I have nothing to be embarrassed about. Like anyone who's like, oh, they get back together and break up all the time. Like, who cares what you think? Like, I'm so tired of exactly. like managing what other people think or like worrying that someone else thinks my relationship is not as strong. Like. I honestly think we are a better couple after nine years of breaking up and getting back together so much. We're so much stronger and can do almost anything that other couples that have just stayed together and not really dealt with their issues ha are able to do. Like, mm -hmm. I think that um, we're in a better place than most couples that are just like, we've never broken up. I, I honestly think that we are. 
Um, not everyone. We've never this, had a conversation. I don't even know what his yes, middle name is. Yes. We yeah. just don't talk about those things. His grandfather was an alcoholic who committed suicide. I found that out through a website that oh I looked up. Oh my God. Yes. Or like something like that. Or I found met. it out when his dad, his uncle got drunk at 4th of July yeah. last year. And I was like, what? That happened? Yeah. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, and I molested your <laughs> husband. And it's like, wait, what? What oh, is all this? So this explains a lot. This is um, why we don't go back to Texas. Yeah. it's. I think that uh, I've just been like, paranoid about like oh people are gonna think this and like i we recently broke up and i like told the the a lot of people in my life including like my um my like reps because it was factoring into something that was going on and i was like you know we're not together anymore and we were not together for like four five six i think it was like a a week hours oh and um (laughs) and then last night and i'm so worried that like they're gonna judge me because i'm just like I don't ever want people that I'm work. Essentially, my my reps are working for me, but I forget that sometimes. I always feel like I have yeah. to like keep them, even mm-hmm. though, th- like, sorry, but they they need me as much as I need. You know, it's a. It's, but I always for- forget. I feel like I have to like earn them. So I let. I'm going to Montreal on Saturday. This or tomorrow, actually. There's this this taping that came up on Saturday, and they cool. they had a big name for. Um, this thing and apparently that person got COVID so they're like desperately trying to find someone and they called me it was so funny they called me yesterday and they're like whenever two of my reps call me at the same time either I've lost something or I'm about to get something huge <laughs> and there, there's nothing for me to lose really so like I, I knew it was a good sign <laughs> and they gave me this amazing offer and I was just like I kind of don't want to go like I just don't feel like going to Canada every time I go I feel like I'm smuggling drugs into the country and <laughs> and the show I'm doing is all crowd work and so that scared me too and so I was like and the money is a lot of apartment organizations like it's really nice and but I was just like I was expecting this week off I was going to go to the naked bike ride in St. Louis which you and Brenna should what? totally go to there's a naked bike ride on Saturday keep that's my 12 shirt miles on and have my dick no out? one has to be naked oh, oh, yeah you okay. can Winnie the Pooh thanks but I said to them be the first time I use my bike but yeah you said to them yeah I was just like I don't want to do it and they both were like what like this is maybe the best offer you've ever gotten in your life for 10 minutes of no material just crowd work and I was like I just and my manager goes Nikki Glazer I never thought we'd reach the point where you would turn down amount of money for 10 minutes of no material and I was like who am I Kevin Hart like but it's it's about me prioritizing that amount of money will not change my life that drastically, except I'm going to do, I realized I'm t- I took the gig cause I'm going to donate a big part of it because we just had a lot of flooding in St. Louis and I'm going to donate it to different charities. I'm going to take some of it and, you know, spend it on myself, yeah. but um, well. I'm going to donate to Rolex and to Tesla. Yeah. They and then w- also they got some water on the, the stray tires. animal rescue needs a couple new, uh, you know, a package of red solo cups for a fundraiser they're doing um, uh, event in a little bit. So I'm going to uh, throw a, a 10 buck thing at them. That's but so um, nice of you. We'll talk about Way more about that. all of this after we get back from this break. Andrew! Silence. Every rose <laughs> has its silence. Silence on the storm. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. 
from iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Um, Yeah, so when I'm going to Montreal to do 10 minutes of crowd work, um, do you do more time and then they cut it, or do you? Have that's to what I asked. It? I think they said I can go like to fifteen, and I'm like, you're, gonna do you're 30. not going to get <laughs> yeah, do 30. ten minutes do of. There's a bunch of people on the show that I love. That's the thing about Montreal is like, it's the it's the Just for Last festival. Emil is there. Oh, sick. um, the people like some of the people on the show with me are like Natasha and Pete Holm, like people I know. Mm-hmm. And there's I think there's a lot of people there that I know. I think Hannah Burner's there, and it's that sounds good. When you go, oh, there's so many people there, but I'm telling you, I don't like. You'll be in your room. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna be in my room. I force myself to go out at these things, but I don't want to be out at these things. And I always have a good time, but I don't like festivals because they're so social and they're so like, you have to look cute every time you go to the lobby because you don't know who you'll run into. There's especially just for laughs. There's people constantly doing interviews in the lobby. It's just a lot. But Chris is gonna go with me, so that'll be yes. nice. And then the crowd work thing, like. I kind of, I agreed to it because I go, okay, I can donate the money, some of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. And um, Mm -hmm. no, I'm going to give a lot. It's going to be nice because we just had flash floods and so many animal rescues got fucking taken out. Yeah, Yeah, I can't even handle it. So, So, um, and and maybe some bird rescues too. But uh, I decided, I was kind of nervous about crowd work. What about when you were in New York? Did you go out? Because- I mean, like for, for when you were in New York, you were at the Comedy Cellar like every night. You had your table. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> you would have your when gigs I at like there, the stand. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It, it was the the nightlife was like your social life. Did you yes. recreate but that during again? the day? It wasn't like that. It was like we did you up mm-hmm. in the morning at eleven o'clock. Done by no at ten. D- done by noon. Maybe yeah, go Starbucks. out to lunch or coffee afterwards. Get Starbucks <laughs> afterwards, and then I was back in bed. Or like hang it. You would yeah, maybe come over. And even when you're at the cellar, you 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 tend to not sit at the main. T- you you have you make your own space. Yes, you, your you, own table. you make your yeah. environment what you want it to be. Even yes. if and that's what you would do. That's what you're going to do in Montreal. You'll sit with Chris. You'll have a couple people come up. Yes. No need to overthink it. It's going to be great. I know. Every time I overthink these things, do you get nervous about that kind of, of stuff course, too? Like, but they, you, it you, never has ever. It stresses me been out. Even as if negative I'm, as I ever have thought of ma- whenever or imagined. If, even if I'm playing in Cleveland and there's like another comedian in town and they're like, hey, let's get lunch. I'm just like, oh God, even yeah. if it's someone I want to see, why is that? Why do we do that? I don't know. I think we just. <laughs> Crowd work though. That would be that would stress me out a little bit. But, but you know what's not stressful about it is that mm-hmm. I don't do crowd work ever. Okay. Well, you could open So with if that. I do poorly, 
I have an excuse. I never do it. Literally, people <laughs> always think I'm such a crowd work. People who haven't seen me live are like, you're going to roast me. I've never once ventured into the crowd unless I've been you know, heckled, which I do not ever want people to do. I don't like it. I feel out of control. I feel like I'm at a mute. I'm feel like I'm at a comedy festival with a bunch of people I know. And I'm like, God, I'm, I can't control this. It would be funny if you just wrote like, like a bunch of bits and be like, Oh, I've already come up with a couple. But have it like on a piece of paper and be like, I realize crowd work Wouldn't is that be kind so of funny, though? orchestrated. Yeah, because I was, so I was running by any scenario. Like I was kind of walking yes. my dog last night, just running through like, <laughs> what, would, what would I say if somebody <laughs> said this? And I'm like, I have a line for, I can just, exactly. if I brainstorm for 30 minutes, I can have a line for anything. And I've already come up with some that I'm like so excited to use. Well, that if, you went into the, seem if you went in the crowd, off the cuff, there's probably 25 things that I could imagine. That it's someone, in the round. The people that are there really already <coughs> want to be talked to. Of course. Yeah. Because they signed up for this taping that is a crowd work show. They're gonna. Does it go out to them like, hey, what, what do you want to hear about? And then they. Just I don't say, really know. I think that they're they've taped some of these before. It's for um, it's for Meta on Facebook, so people with it, people can only watch it on Facebook or Oculus. I'll be promoting it on my socials, you know, after I do it. But, um, I just feel like the the reason ultimately that I didn't want to do it was that it was crowd work, and it's like I can't control it. Is ultimately the reason I did do it because if I fail, there's a reason. I never do it. The audience could suck. I could just be off. It's not because I am inherently untalented. It's like I am not good at this thing that I never do. It's like asking someone to play, like, I don't know. It's someone who's great at ping pong might not be good at tennis. And it yeah. seems like it would be the same thing, but it's a different skill set. Well, I think when you when you think of crowd work, you think I have to be as witty and as quick as possible. But yeah. but your stand-up, you write from stage usually. Yes. Your crowd work can be similar to your stand-up in the sense exactly. of you don't need to fucking be like and then blah, 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 like this like quick. It could be more like oh, I'm gonna dive into this subject that you're talking about, and there will be jokes involved. Can I? But I just want to talk you, about. Can you? Can you? I think you'd be really good at a crowd work show. Can we like do a try little, me? Yeah, like see All what right, you would you do. Put me on the spot. I, okay, I'll see what happens. I mean, I don't even. I asked you. I was gonna put myself on the spot, but I'm like, I'm too nervous to. Even I'm do a little that right nervous now. about it right now, just because Honestly, I don't feel like the. I just think like, it's like watching TV with you. Yes. It's so much fun watching TV with you, Nikki, because you do crowd work at the TV, at like right. whatever we're watching, and it's always I, so that funny. That is the most fun thing about. That's why I don't watch TV without people there because I like yeah. to comment and I. And, and you great. think about crowd work, it's like the bar is so low, like yeah. no one expects it to be great. It's like when I do the edge, and then I realize like stand up comedy, <laughs> yeah. it, because it's not off the cuff. There is no excuse not to for everyone to not be as good as Mulaney. Like I am like or just have a joke every second. The only reason comedians aren't as good as like a Mulaney or like whoever you put at your top. I look at those people and sometimes I go, oh, that's kind of untouchable. Like that's just he's just so rapid fire funny. Everything is the funniest. It's like all he did was actually sit down and figure out what's the funniest thing by writing it and thinking about it in quiet or however he writes, however many hours that took. And then he memorized it. That's the, that's how you get that the good. Whole thing. And I don't do that because I don't like to memorize because it takes too much time. And I don't like to write because it takes too much time. So I am getting by not even doing like stand-up comedy. I literally had an epiphany last night. I was like, the only reason I'm not as good as I really want to be, which I'm d definitely good, but as good as I want to be is because I just don't want to memorize things because mm. I'm capable of writing 
as funny stuff as anyone. I just know that my brain, like I trust that I am a good writer, comedy writer. I just don't um, make myself memorize is it boredom? No, it's memorization because if I write a paragraph of like jokes really and it could be it's yeah. just joke, 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 joke. But memorizing all of that is a little bit difficult. It's sometimes. I can it's, do it. But it's just harder for it's easier for me to memorize the wording of one joke than it mm-hmm. is for me to memorize, uh, you know, a, obviously a, like a paragraph and how to say each line exactly. I but find I can't a do story it. is very easy to memorize when it's a bit like a bit. Then, yeah, I'm in the shower, like literally St. Louis is like Ukraine. Like like I'm constantly yeah. memorizing. Yes. Constantly. And that's just for 10 but minutes. But then the second you sound memorized on stage, you lose them. Yeah. So it is, yes. there. I'm not saying it's not of a huge talent. Like my friends all went and saw Mulaney the other night and they're like, it's, it's almost, you don't even want to hear about it because they just are like, it's next level. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's next level. He, he, he was at the Enterprise Center in a hockey rink. He's his first arena tour. It was the second night of his arena tour in St. Louis. And they were like, it's insane how good he is. And it's like, God damn it. Like it just, and I go, what if and he I looked at it though, from like yeah. a musician, like the perspective of how musicians do it, where there's mm. something about being in the moment. They know the songs, they play the songs all the time. The same, you know, like the same chords and structure, but there's an element of being in the moment that yes. makes it special. And that that's what I'm memorize. able to do that I'm good at is memorizing things yes. and making it seem in the moment because it is in the moment because I'm throwing in new things. But there is there has been with me a laziness about mm. my writing because I can write on stage. And so it's like the it's like um, how can I compare this to something else? It's like whatever you do for you, I think everyone listening could knows that they could do their job better. Right, I, I don't know that there's anyone. Even mm-hmm. Mulaney, if he was listening, is probably like, "I could do it better than I'm doing it." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I could work. You know, he. I don't know why I sound like Kennedy, but um, <laughs> I, even he haircut. probably has some yeah. room to d- improve. But I am leaving so much room uh, because, you know, the the classic fear of if I do try and then I fail, then what do, what excuse do I have? Because I always have the excuse of I'm not trying hard enough. That's always my excuse. It's always like, oh, well, I got to clean my room. Now I don't, if you eliminate that excuse and actually try. So um, I, last night, this is all very tangential and we'll get to you doing crowd work at some point, but. um, We don't have to. I know, you're like, what can we not get (laughs) I'm just thinking about different subjects of what I've written so far. (laughs) What, really? (laughs) But uh, I would have riffs, organized riffs. You what know, do you mean? You know, you go up and you're like, oh, like, oh. but meanwhile, you've yeah, written it I on just your like hand. start writing a joke for every color shirt there could be. <laughs> yeah, look at fucking yeah. Charlie Brown over here. Look at, yeah, oh, yeah. look at Bart look at Simpson. This bald guy. Look uh, at this. Look at uh, hey, Bart Simpson. <laughs> your shirt. I don't even know what I would look say. Look at this monochrome bitch. Yeah, that. See, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but oh, I can't be. This, wow, look at this male three, nurse. Can I tell you the three things that dirty. they say I can't do? Not R-rated. Which, I mean, that's how ins- the hell do you do that? That's wild. But that's my other excuse for if I'm not good. You're taking away my paint. Yes. Like, that's how I paint with my period blood. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so they take away that. Also, this is the order. Good. No jokes about suicide. No jokes about meta. Man, they know you. <laughs> meta world peace. No jokes about suicide. <laughs> no jokes go. about meta. And no jokes about, and, and no R-rated material. It's like, 
I love that they gave suicide first, but then they're like, Meta's a close second. Don't you dare make fun of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They then, d- you know they wanted to start with Meta, and someone goes, we can't wait, go can Meta, you- then suicide. Yeah. Like, the order has to, you know. Yep. What about Zuckerberg? Can you go after that fucking dick? Probably not, because it's all Meta. <laughs> I can go after... His dead I eyes? Even, I don't even know what Meta is. That's another thing. I would like to go after like the. I'm going to go after the concept of Meta's crowd the new work name too. for Facebook. Facebook changed right. their name to Meta. No one's calling it that. No one. They're Even trying the, in to the get email, they're like, "Don't make fun of Meta." By the way, this will only be viewable on Facebook. I'm like, well, you, now you're already yeah. So um, I think it's just for Zuckerberg. No, but I read this thing. <laughs> I've been reading some because alone. I have a special out and because um, people are I'm like in people's faces. There's more critique going on than ever, and there's been like a couple things I've come across that are just like. I don't even read the article. I don't go into reading the subreddit. Like I won't give it my time, but sometimes you just get hit by the headline or like the subreddit title and you you just see your name and you read the sentence and you're like, fuck, why did I read that? And then you gotta now keep I, reading. And then you see there's 121 comments and you're like, wow, this is, a One lot of people guy. have feelings about whether or not <laughs> I'm a total trash. Isn't it funny though when it is 57 comments, it's like, this this guy just and there none of it has to do with the video that they're watching. Oh yeah, there's no, some crazy this people wasn't out there. A, this was, was just bad. someone posting on a subreddit. Yeah. Like they go, "Am I? I can't. I don't even want to give it any. Anyway, <laughs> it was an opinion yeah. someone had about me, and then 121 comments about that opinion. And the opinion was a backhanded compliment, which is all I get now. And um, someone was reviewing another female stand-ups thing recently. And so I get Google alerts because my name's showing up in their reviews mm-hmm. because they can't possibly compare her to a male comic. They got to throw me under the bus. So they're like, much like Nikki Glaser is great at this and terrible at this. I'm like, why do you even need to throw me into this? Mm-hmm. Make it about her. Yeah. Why is it about me? And why don't you mention any other male standups in this review? It's only female standups. So I was kind of getting in like. I was I sent it to like I send all this stuff to Anya and to Chris because they love me and I know they're never like looking for reasons to like not like me. So I'm always like giving giving them the stuff because maybe they'll get in there and like mix things up and defend me, even though I I don't really need that, even though part of me wants that. And I was feeling like, oh god damn it. And for the first time ever, I wasn't I didn't get sad and like want to cry or like cut myself because of these mean things being said, even though I didn't read them. I only read like the top headline. I got like, oh, you think I'm not good at this thing? You don't even know. I haven't been trying, honey. Like I've been doing what I want to do and what feels good to me, but I haven't really sprinted yet. And I'm going to whoop your fucking ass. Like, good. So my next special is going to be so fucking good. All crowd work. No, no. No talk about meta. Going, I have this new like Taylor Swift. It's all about meta, suicide, and R. Yeah. yeah, I'm only using words that start with R. Not it. Um, it's. Well, I'm already doing that. Um, but rape. And so I. Uh, yeah. No. You're no motivate. It's good if you know. But I've never felt that way before. Usually, it just depresses me, which is what they want you to do because all these people writing these things have zero talent for the talent they're judging. They're not stand-up comedians, even if they are. They're much worse than I am, a hundred percent. No one's on a Reddit post as a stand-up comedian writing like I. I've never posted no, it's on Mulaney. Yeah. It's yeah. Probably, you know, he could do everything. He does everything right. Yeah. Right. He could even write comments that make the other comedians feel terrible. <laughs> so funny i mean i i get it i think i think there's certain people that love mulaney that he he fits their their look 
subjectively, he's great. But there's some people that just love him because they remind them of them. You know, like yes. I don't know. There's like this love for him that's like I feel. S- sometimes it's like okay. But the thing is, I believe that about him. Like I think he I is think the most great, flawless performer. I'm- he is. He I saw him in Chicago best. or uh, for his special taping. And it's infuriating. But again, like there's these things that I think we know as comics where it's like if you see this guy one time in the most amazing setting ever, one time every four years, the guy's you're probably going to think he could do a lot of wrong I've and he'd still him, be great. I've seen him experimental. Though. I mean, the guy, I, some people are just flawless. Some yeah. people are just Usain Bolts. You know, some people mm-hmm. are LeBrons. Like, and you, you, you need other people reminds, on the team. Reminds me of the Teal Swan they can't documentary all be, when you brought up Usain Bolt. I did. did you see that when the guy questions? We could get into oh that. Oh my God. I loved. Did you see that? I started. I'm, I'm like uh, one and a half episodes. Oh in. God. Teal Swan I, it, who it, talks it, like this. Oh, it hurts me. She sucks so much. And I, wanna, I feel like she's one of those women, like, if her hair was not all on one side of her head, it would fall off or something. Like, what is it about her putting all her hair on this side of her f- fucking head? It's, it's, it, it, it's creepy, right? And I feel so sad for her because obviously she's the way she is because terrible things happen to oh, her. Oh, I thought it was because of her eyebrows. They don't go far enough in. That's the problem. Did Brenna say that too? No, I actually, I, I noticed it. Yeah, they're all- And then Brenna goes, guys notice eyebrows way more than I thought they did. And I was like, just when they're- When they're not complete? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I, but I felt last night, I was like, I said, because Chris was like talking me off the ledge about these things. And not really. He was just like, listen, I, and it's, that's why it's nice to have a partner whose um, opinion- you respect and who's like it a partner he's you respect your, he was in your industry like he he gets yes. it he, he's, yes and, and like and ever I, I like everything he watches like i think that he has the best taste in comedy and tv and film like i just we have and best taste meaning like very close to mine like i i put him <laughs> i can't see myself ob, uh objectively even though i think i can mm-hmm. and i think I, I do a pretty good job of it but i i don't um, and a lot of times I'm shitting on myself way more than I need to. And I put, I'm much more harsh on myself, but then you read these critiques where you go, see, this person sees it. This person knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not as good as they say I am or whatever it is. And the thing is, yes, I may be not the best stand up comedian, but I am definitely better at being myself than most people are. And that's some, and I'm better at resonating with people that maybe, feel like they aren't being heard like i i'm i contain multitudes that aren't just me being a proficient joke writer which i also am but you can't get mad at yourself for because you you haven't done the thing that you can't judge your if you're judging yourself if you wrote like look at some of your late night sets right they're the tightest jokes yes. you've ever seen in your life. The most, some of the most well-written jokes. If that was an hour of your material, it could be. I just haven't worked be. that hard. I'm yeah. saying that's then, the hardest I ever work your, is roast sets. Yeah. and tonight. So you sets. can't be hard on yourself until you do that and fail. I that's know. what I'm saying. But it's like, why didn't I? Why don't I do that? Because it's okay. but the thing is, it's not like I'm being lazy. I don't want Netflix or HBO to be like, oh, we gave her a special and she just phoned it in. Like it's, it's because I've been doing what I want to do and I want to do what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is being a little bit looser, a little bit more free form, a little bit more and and not being so and I don't I'm not on like copious amounts of Adderall. That's also a thing that prevents <laughs> me from working s- as hard as other people. 
this is gonna yeah. sound corny wink, but wink. remember when we had um i think her name is like heather moynihan in and she goes she's like a, a motivational coach and she oh, goes yeah. the secret to being successful is not working harder it's working smarter and it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yes. And so. that's why I'm starting to say no to certain things because it's like, I need to be, I, if I say yes to everything, I'm just, I, I end up being so tired that, and I can't really see it as tired because it's like, all I've done is podcast today. Like, how is that hard work? But it just drains your mind. And my mind is constantly running. Like, I don't think yes. people's minds are running as much as mine is. And I don't know that they aren't because I can't be in anyone else's mind. But I have a feeling my mind <laughs> is going a lot more than other people's. Some this some bestie just wrote to me and was like, you need to read The Divergent Mind. And it's about women who might be autistic who are not diagnosed with it. Because she was like, I think you might be autistic. <laughs> and I was like, yes! <laughs> Finally! Finally! I feel seen. And so I'm, I'm starting to read this book, but like I do feel exhausted by my mind sometimes. But I do want to say I am so inspired. My next special is going to be the answer to everything. Anything that any stand-up critic can say about me, which I say about myself because I know what I'm lacking in. And if I could do it, I would. I just wasn't able to work as hard in that way. I wasn't able to work as smart in that way before. And I'm grateful for it because my jokes and my stand-up we're loose and, and approachable in a way that maybe other more polished stand-ups aren't. But my next special is going to close the argument, is going to silence anyone who says I'm not one of the best stand-ups out and there. Here's the thing. You're still going to get critics. They won't be able to. Honestly, they won't. <laughs> no, but I'm they'll, just saying they'll like say, people- It's not messy enough. She's not loose too, enough. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I won't care at all because I'll go, well, then look at my other specials where I was loose. Like, I can do it all. I so get I'm it. Going I, I'm just saying, my point being is that, like, and if it motivates you, yes. fucking feel the motivation. Right. I'm not here to ruin. I'm just saying people on the internet will always find a negative and try to bring you down. Yeah. You know who gets brought down? Jesus Christ. You know what? My buddy had a joke. He's like, yeah. he's like the Dalai Lama. I saw a video on him where he's saying spread love and peace. It has 8 million thumbs down. Yeah, so, so you never did. Or yeah, yeah. or Beethoven. So you're never. But if it motivates you, fuck yeah. But I also. Throw it in their face. Those people that right. are saying these things about me. If they, the girl that wrote the thing about me with she said her stand-up special wasn't messy enough. I'm like, well, that's you. I don't really care about your assessment because I, you're wrong. It was in my mind too messy, but in a great way. But like, um, but the person that says she's overrated and uh, her stand, she's great on roast, but her stand-up suck. Whatever they say, I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like I, I could work as. It's, but if I worked as hard on my stand-up as in the past that I do on roasts, I would die. Yeah. If I because roasts are a ten-minute set, I would I would have died. Now with my life becoming more clear, I'm meditating. I'm working on myself. I can have space to work harder, and I'm losing I'm losing that fear I have of working harder and then not being able to achieve it. Like I yes. let go of that, so I'm not scared to work harder. Oh. And so. My next special is going to be my version of Taylor Swift singing the song Mean that she wrote about a critic who said she can't sing <laughs> at the Grammys when she sang with Stevie Nicks um, in like 2000, whatever. When she first appeared at the Grammys, she sang with Stevie Nicks and her voice was not where 
this critic thought it needed to be and she said they said that she was a bad singer and so she wrote the song mean and then she goes to the grammys and wins a grammy for that out al- wins multiple grammys for that album sings the song mean written about this critic who wrote about her at a previous emmys or grammys and then in the middle of it so one of the lines is i'll be someday i'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean and so last night i sent it to chris i was like i'm gonna have this moment someday with all these people and it's not like i really care like getting revenge at three people it's like he was like this is like why <laughs> michael jordan went on to win six championships like people doubted him well, and he was like oh happened. i'm gonna prove you wrong yeah when his his varsity coach didn't start him but he was also in ninth grade like there's yes. more to this story and i'm 39 but, that, but you're that, about to be but that little thing it's so funny when you're so good at something you have to find something that gets you out of fucking bed yes yes if you don't then you're just gonna go i am great I don't want to be motivated by proving my haters wrong because that's so stupid. Three haters. Three or four <laughs> or 121 comments of haters that I don't know because I didn't read it. And please don't go into that subreddit and look. Andrew, please do not do it because I don't need I don't. Which need one that. are you talking about? I'll tell you about don't, it. Don't. Please don't. Please don't research these things. I know you're going to, but no, please I Stuff like that makes like, me sick. I'm doing less of all that stuff. But on other people, I know for yourself, but on myself, don't look it up. Because yeah, I, I can I see how that would be interesting on some days when you hate me to go, I want to read about people oh, yeah, hating that's a her. Good point. Please don't tomorrow, do it. It maybe. will not be Just nice. Just tomorrow. Just keep But this is what nice. she did. She's at the Grammy. She was <laughs> like, um, she's <laughs> like, like you're a liar and pathetic and alone in life and mean and mean and mean and mean. And she goes, someday I'll be singing this at the Grammys and all <gasps> you're ever going to be is mean. Yeah. And it's like, this guy was probably watching at home, and how good did he have to feel that I inspired all of this? Yes, exactly. So thank you, haters. Yes, and all he but, has is his um, misery, basically. That's I know, and but she is funny to like be so like you're gonna and a liar and you're pathetic yeah. and you're alone in life yeah. and mean. It's and like, your name's ha- Dave. Don't you, you sound kind of mean hair. right now? You're five seven. <laughs> You smell like shit. And print journalism is going away. You're going to be broke. Find a new job. Your wife hates you. Um, all right, so. But I'm like not like motivated by that. No, not at all. Let's take a break and come back with fan rags. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God, 
my friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time for Fan Thrax. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. 
That scared both of <laughs> me that's and too loud? No, Sorry. Sorry, I was feeling Andrew your fiance. Oh, baby dog. Baby dog, baby dog. Oh my God, I had the most absurd. Were you here for the fire alarm yesterday? No. I heard that it, I got an email about it. Dude, it Dude. was literally like one of those, like, what's it called? The Those those old school black and white videos where it's like. That was me trying to get my cat to get out of the fire. Because you thought it was a real fire? I couldn't oh, get the cat. Yeah, it took me seven oh minutes God. to get the cat. You just leave the cat. No, I was gonna die in that building. Yeah, I was gonna die in you that building. You would die for your cat? No, I would have jumped out at the last second. Okay. I'm on the third floor, but that's sweet uh, you of wanna, you. So there's a PS. Here's a PSA. You can, if you go to your local fire department, you can get a sticker and you could put it on your window or your door that says there's a pet in here, so they know to, to rescue the skip pet. It. Oh. Bring the barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I was not gonna kill another cat. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh right, you already lost, lost a cat in a fire. Fuck, Dude, that's I was chasing this cat. It went under <laughs> the bed. I'm sweating. And you didn't know it was a drill. Dude, you don't even understand. What like, time? And the cat can't run on wood, so he's just going. It's like a car going, and he's going, and then he speeds up when he gets on the kitchen rug, and then it. It was like a four, uh, five thirty. I was, I couldn't get the cat. It took me like seven minutes, and then I, everyone else had a perfect little bag for their cat, and I'm holding Mango no bag, and he's clawing my, like, oh my <laughs> I'm just God. holding this fucking cat. Like it. it was wild. Anyways, go ahead, Fanthrax. And Sorry. you finally got Mango out, and you took it Mango outside. Yeah, yeah, I took Mango outside. So I'm outside just holding him while everyone else has a nice little carrier. But did you for realize it was it still going off, and yeah. that's why you didn't go back in because it was yeah. just loud and annoying? How yeah, long did it go was on? Out there for fucking like I was out there for like a half hour. 20 oh my minutes. god, was everyone like hanging out and chilling? Was it like did you get to know people in the I'm building? Tell you what, if you're a guy, go buy a kitten. It is so much better than a puppy. Because no one expects you to be holding a kitten. And everyone's outside. coming up to you? Oh, yeah. It's just a wild... You know. I It's so funny. I never see... like I don't know anyone in our building. I knew one couple. I know one couple, and that's it. I met another guy that had orange cats out there. Uh, cats? Yeah. Cats. Cats. All right. Let's tabbies. get the They're called tabbies. <laughs> when you're in the biz... The cat <laughs> Let's um, Let's start with Alyssa. <laughs> Hey, besties. Uh, so you guys were talking about bailing the other day on the podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> I was just thinking about how my best friend bailed on my wedding. Oh, this is Jamie, actually. And told me it was actually. because she couldn't find a hotel. But oh, she told my other best friend that it was because she, was she wanted to see Doctor Strange the Friday night before instead of driving up. So, Ugh. I mean, sometimes it's okay to get really, really angry at somebody for bailing. At least in this exception, yes, it is. totally. I still don't want to talk to her or hang out with her. <laughs> yeah, I that's gotta that be over. I think that shit's shady. Shady. Thanks. And Jamie. Jamie, I love that. I got a question for you. If the friend goes, hey... You know I'm obsessed with Doctor Strange. It's the only time I could ever... I don't even know what Doctor Strange is. I don't either. Is it a concert? Is it like Doctor Who? I, think I don't know it's, what it is. Yeah, it's... it's uh, if they're honest with you and they go, look, I would love to go to your wedding. Then it should be okay. Then that's okay. But it should it's be... the lying... Well, the, like, no, I don't think it should be okay. It should be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something oh, that's only... it's a movie. Oh. oh then well, maybe it was like one time it was playing... 
Where or maybe it was, it was probably opening night and they wanted to go with all the other Dr. Strange that, dorks. Fuck that. That's a best friend. That's bullshit. Yeah, did she say best friend or like friend? I think she said And also the friend lied and said it was about a hotel, which that's always so yeah. fucking squirrely when people lie. Just be honest. Just be honest about and it. And then it would be much better if the person was honest. And I wonder if Jamie has a, confronted this person yet. Sounds like she hasn't. It sounds like she said, I'm still not talking. Oh, I I'm hate liars. I hate that so much. It's just so such much. a wussy thing, man. Yes. God, just, just also it was the next day. Yeah. And it didn't sound like... It was, she was flying. She didn't want to drive the next day. So was she going to get fucked up at Dr. Strange? I was Strange? thinking about I know if I on. ever get married, like how I was even thinking last night. I'm what like, okay, if I do, who will I invite? Like how deep will I go in my friends? And I'm like, I really have paranoia about in making people go to things. Mm -hmm. Because even though weddings that I go to, I always love them and I have a good time and I look forward to them. I just know culturally we all kind of roll our eyes at weddings and they all seem to be kind of be like, oh God, I've won, I have five weekends this summer that I get to like have a time and now one of them is devoted to this fucking thing. Would you and do destination or no? I really, I know Chris would want a really big one. I don't think I'd want one because I would feel so bad about making my friends go to my wedding. I wish I, I wish people would, would tell us. So I'm, I'm gonna use this time to tell you, Nikki, I wanna be invited to your wedding. Yeah, and oh, if you yeah, don't come you, to my I know wedding, you would want to go, and you know I want to go to yours, but I do have the father of the bride. Yeah, six <laughs> is coming out, coming out. <laughs> three <laughs> weeks before, before that. Before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just I will just never be, be upset. so exhausted from it <laughs> if you don't uh, accept my um, invitation. Yeah, right. I would totally like that's like small wedding will include both of you no matter what. But yes. it's like you just think those like <laughs> you know third tier like mm -hmm. like yeah, like so the annoying. ones that you go I know that they're not gonna want to go to this because most of my friends are comedians and they we travel every fucking weekend and I don't want to take one of their weekends where so they don't have, have to travel on, like, away a Thursday or I something? think comedians should be nicer and not have big weddings so that they're unless I heard something Mark Norman's having his wedding not on a weekend because of that yes well he's just like oh I gotta go to you know, Boise. Baltimore. Yeah. Something with a B. Yeah. <laughs> Bomini. <laughs> That's such an inside baseball joke. I am um, uh, Bevan Hart. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> what is that club that I was trying to reference? I can't remember the, the one name in Baltimore? of it. The one in Baltimore. It's so bad and the, the name is bad and I couldn't even think of it. God fucking, my brain is not working. Um, yeah. I think that, um, and he, there's not times where people have weddings and I go, why wasn't I? That's kind of shitty. I was invited. And then I always go, oh, good. I wasn't. Like It's the best thing ever. But that's, I really was like, I kind of don't want to get married because I don't want to have to invite people and I, make them feel like they have to go I to things. I even invites. feel that way about like my specials or like when I'm in town yeah. for something and like everyone has to go. And I'm like, oh my God, these people don't want to go. It's like the like, Nikki Glazer They day feel thing. like they have to. Yes. Yeah. It's again, I get it. It's not something. I just want to, I just want to elope. I get that. I got a I got a wedding invitation, and then I had a second invitation. I responded to the first one, thinking I did enough. Didn't respond to the second one. Then I have another family member reaching out to me, going, "Why didn't you respond to the second one?" Then I'm why talking, did they send two? I don't know. And like I'm one talking digital, to my one mom, physical? and my mom goes, "Hey, your aunt said." You never responded. I go, why is this How, becoming a if thing? If you're getting married in your 20s, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I can't make it to this one because there's going to be another one. I'll come to the second one because this one, I just don't, 
I don't have any interest in people getting married in their 20s. I just don't think you're, it's going to last. the second one, I'm not going to. I don't believe it. I don't, but you haven't been together long enough. People always go, oh, you have to, you and your boyfriend have been together on and off for nine years. How does he not put a ring on it? Because we're smart and we wanted to wait until we were sure. Most people need to wait a little bit longer. I have no interest in 20-somethings weddings. None. <laughs> not going to go. Not, not coming. That's my new thing. That's my Doctor Strange. Well, how many 20-year-olds are invited to I know to there's weddings? so many listeners that are like, I got married in my 20s and we're great. Okay, fine. I know that. I know there are exceptions. But most of my best friends all got married in their 20s and their marriages are great. And um, But there's just something I just don't... And if you haven't been together at least four years before you get married, that's where I'll... I, you count me out. I just... There's a lot of people that say, like, the Indian culture, married... Never met him. Well, if you're in, yeah, it's better. If you're married at first sight, I'm in. That's oh, fascinating. So you, so it's got <laughs> you're gonna lift the veil and see your bride for the first time. I want to be can't there be for a that. Year when and a half you can't hide the you grimace on your extremes. face. <laughs> but I think four years. If you haven't been together four years, by the time you say I do, not by the time you're engaged, but by the time you say I do, so you, I don't, I don't trust this is gonna work. Is that is that a weird? No, thing it's, I mean it's negative. No, how long have ha- you been to, with Avi? Since 2018, so we're looking good. You're looking good. You I guys think if you live together, it expedites If you live through two Olympics, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer and winter. <laughs> wow. Just two, just a, a full season of I Olympics. I think winter's every four years. But the... Uh, oh, yeah. It's, well, if you live with them, I think years. it expedites things. But other than that, yeah. No, it does not. It does. No, it doesn't. No. How, you, what, what are you how saying? How long do you have? You have three more years before you can meet my I'm, criteria? What I'm saying, I'm not even talking about me per se. I do think, though. Of course though, you are. But I think it expedites things. It doesn't. What are you talking? I'm living with someone. I, I know more about her than if I didn't live with her. Yes, but I just don't think that it's still, that you need four years of everything. From the second you meet them until you get married, four years. Why is this a college thing for you? <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> what about a summer program? Some people that can be expedited through this for sure. If you are like older, I'm a in prodigy. Life, if you have been around longer, like you maybe get to get. I'm going to die soon. Within yes, two I, years. I, I, so yeah. yes, you. My, I'm in dog years of how long. Yes, I have and and if there are fertility things involved, sure, you can you can <laughs> fucking jump the gun because you want to be married before you have a kid, whatever it is. But I just uh, I'll go to your wedding, but I don't think you're going to make it. And maybe that's. I maybe. got invited to a second wedding. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars for another suit that I'm gonna wear one time for a second wedding. Right. You could get me on the first. I'll do it on the first. I'm no, not I love second weddings. That's the one that'll stick. Or the third. I don't <laughs> believe in first weddings. <laughs> if you are getting married <laughs> under four years together and it's your first wedding. Maybe that's where you can go less than four years if it's your second wedding. Okay. Because you know more and you know what you want more. And I do, I do think that by the time, like it has to be, it has to be for a presidential term. Okay. Well, or. Okay. Ready for the next voicemail? Yes. All right. I think I'm, <laughs> let's see. This is Katie. There's a lot of asterisks here. I mean, <laughs> watch me. <laughs> Like I mean, there, but but yet I'm on uh, the host of F Island, and I believe in all you, these people's love, I, and they meet for two weeks. I'd love to see you do a, a spe- like a debate show where you debate. You have a strong opinion, and then you break it down why you were wrong. <laughs> like by the end of it, that would be a really I mean, funny. That's show. all I do all day. 
is have strong opinions and then someone goes actually me and my boyfriend have been together and you're like well and actually, I'm like, actually, actually I believe in your love okay I'm wrong I mean it's it's fucking modality <laughs> it's like I don't didn't Ari work there inside joke oh modal sports models huh? modals here's, here's Katie <laughs> Hi guys, quick story for you. So yesterday I'm at the gynecologist for my annual exam and I'm sitting in the room waiting for the doctor to come in. They have all the supplies ready to go and I notice there are two speculums. One is a size small and the other is a medium. So of course I'm wondering which one are they going to use. Now I have a huge vagina, big <laughs> gaping lips hanging down to the knees. Honestly, okay. I thought they would probably have to call for a large. So the doctor comes in, he does his thing, he leaves the room, the appointment's over. I was absolutely shocked to see that he used a small speculum on me. I even told my boyfriend the story and he guessed that he used the medium. So I'm calling in as a PSA to all the vagina insecure besties that you could be a small speculum girl too. Don't give up. I have a renewed sense of confidence. I'm on such oh a God. high. Life is amazing. Thanks so much. Love being a bestie. Love you all. Bye-bye. Love you. That's so exciting because it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. Well, <laughs> I have a friend who is one of the tiniest people I've ever met in my life. And she claims that her vagina is cavernous in a way that anytime she does an inversion pose in yoga – her vagina sucks in all the air because she cannot contain that it will open wide and like like a, a like whale a that is hole. feeding on krill that yeah, just opens yeah, its yeah. mouth and just catches something. Yeah, yeah. That's how her vagina does. And then she, when she comes out of the inversion pose, like whatever headstand, she, it goes <laughs> like queefs for so long. All the air comes out, blowhole in the sky. <laughs> and she's the tiniest person I know. And it makes me so happy that she has a gaping puss. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what I am. And I'm so excited to hear that. Um, that is funny, though, that you looked at those and you were like, am I a medium or a small? Like, what's the, what are they going to use? And is what and what will my worth be after? Honestly, maybe the doctor is just a nice guy. You know, maybe he sees a gaping, gigantic. He's like, oh, I can't get it in. Yeah, it's so, so oh, it's so tiny. Oh, my hands hurt. It's like, but meanwhile, I just don't. It's so funny that women have no concept of other women's pussies, so we don't know what we are comparatively. I only know what mine is, and I have no idea. I can't do like, you know, stick my finger up my vagina. It's not like I can play operation where like I don't touch the sides of it. Like they're, you stick a finger in, I'm touching everything. It's well, you could have a. I've noticed this about vaginas in my expertise. Whatever, like the wet. You could have starting vagina can be tighter than later on. Yeah, you in get the more sex relaxed. Or, you open up. So it really all ends up opening up, and and it's really Depends about on the wet. The doctor is holding a cat. <laughs> yeah, because that is we know hot that is. that is a fucking <laughs> wet machine. <laughs> That's but I'm just saying, like all vaginas end up being cavernous once you get in there. You know, I mean, that's why in porn, <laughs> like every time they're doing anal or like fisting in porn, which I only know because I've heard they whenever a guy's trying to get a, his whole hand up a woman, I'm always like, 
fucking vibe put a hitachi wand on her clit like she needs to like come a lot to open up like you don't <laughs> i i think that i will be able to give birth if there's a hitachi wand there with no issue the bo- baby will just slide on out because these you gotta be like horned up and then your body loosens to accommodate a dick there's nothing fun here than the doctor being like look she's almost coming uh sometimes i think women do come the during I just love that he's like he's like playing Barry Manilow or whatever, or fucking trying to get you all horned up so you can fucking have a kid. It's so funny. To, all right, just four more guys fucking her, she'll be ready to have this baby. Like <laughs> that's the problem. There's, There's no mood lighting in hospitals. You know what I mean? The screens. Yeah. Oh, there God. isn't. I mean, I really do think that. There's so many times I'm watching porn and I'm just like, God, even these guys who fuck women for a living don't know how to fuck women. It's so it's so funny because <laughs> women know how women know would know how to fuck women better than uh, men. Yet we are not the ones fucking women generally. Final thought. Next fanthrax. Okay, let's get to all Jay. doctors. Turn your patients on before birth. Do not do that. Oh, unless you're filming a porn that I'm going to watch later. <laughs> Pervy doc. All right, this one is from Jay. Oh my god, I have such an itch in my mouth. In your mouth? Yeah, I keep doing this thing. You know, Teal Swan did that thing where she's like, "Oh yeah." Did you see that? I've been doing that recently to itch something in my mouth. Like I just go like this. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh wow. Where's it itchy on top? Like on the roof of my mouth. Did you eat something hot? Mm, I know. It's just been doing it the past couple of days. Like it's just been this it's like itch. Me drinking need Gatorade, to get. and it's turning into like a tick for me. I don't like it. Okay, well, let's get to this fan. <laughs> okay, here's Jay. Hey, no jerky. Jay the bestie here. Let's have some real talk. Okay, we need to talk about Taylor Swift. Okay. I am starting to date someone. He seems nice. Mm -hmm. We might be happy. And my biggest concern about being happy in a relationship is not enjoying Taylor Taylor Swift Swift. anymore. Okay, her best songs are about heartbreak and breakups. So if I'm happy, am I going to like relate to her anymore? I I mean, even you, Nikki, said that you haven't been listening to her as much. I know. And you're in a relationship, seemingly happy relationship. Like, that's my huge concern but on another note of taylor on the song all too well yeah let's talk about you know how like <laughs> you talk about <laughs> misunderstanding about. lyrics or um hearing them differently so when i hear the lyric your sweet disposition my wide-eyed gaze i always just gaze. think of like her gay fans her looking wide- up at her with wide eyes on the stage <laughs> yes like my wide-eyed gaze <laughs> and i am one of your wide-eyed gaze taylor oh my god me um too. but yeah i don't know why i always think of that that's all i wanted to say jay the bestie oh my god i love these besties signing off on their names um jay love you would listen to a podcast from you because you are quick and you are just like to the point and let's talk about it great name for a podcast oh my god so good let's talk about it uh, okay hey. let's talk about it yes that is a big concern of mine when um i went through one of my 18 breakups recently <laughs> man i was back in the taylor swift but i do feel like there are great songs that even if you're in a happy relationship you're gonna have ups and downs there it will never be perfect and you're gonna get into songs like this is me trying like that's a song you can listen to while in a relationship if you're like fighting um you can also appreciate songs like lover or daylight or um you know what I think would be amazing mean that even, you could do for because that has nothing to do with the relationships. Besties? might be a little homework huh. put together like a playlist of happy Taylor Swift songs yeah I mean I could go through them right now but um <laughs> Uh, I think that there are so many songs within her catalog that you just, and you know what it does, Jay? It gives you a chance 
to appreciate songs of hers that you haven't in the past because a lot of times I just love what I love of hers because I have fallen in love with those songs because I relate to them so much. But now you are about to relate to so many songs that you would have overlooked in the past and you might even think you don't like those songs and you could go back and have new appreciation for them. Um, and they're just, you know, I, I, but I agree with you. It's, um, it is tough. It's tough too. If you play the song, like I, I found this guy on TikTok. He it's called stick season is the name of the song. And it's about a breakup. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like it. It's pretty basic, but I enjoyed it. I played it for Brenna and it's just about a breakup. She's was like, she like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. yeah what is this? And yeah. I was like, and, <laughs> but it made me want to play it more. It's just so funny yeah. to play a breakup song to the person you love. Oh my God. You know what? I, I did the same thing with Chris. I was like sharing him all these songs because we broke up last week for a l- couple of days and I was listening to um, Harry's house, Harry Styles new album. Yeah. And oh my God, it's so good. But there's this song that I think Jay, you can even listen to even in a healthy relationship. And it's called talk about it. Um, Little freak. Let's okay. talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. And it's, I love the chorus because it goes, um, I'm just thinking about who you are, your delicate point of view. I'm just thinking about you. And it's like just thinking about an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend. It's like, I'm not worried about where you are or who you will go home to. I'm just thinking about you. And you can sing that about anyone in your yeah. past. Because it's not talking about, I'm not like jealous of who you're with. I'm not, you know, longing to be with you romantically. I'm just thinking about you. And I hope you're happy out there. So that's like a song that I was listening to and kind of like thinking about Chris when we were broken up and I was just like so sad and almost looking forward to when I could think about him in that way and not long for him. But now I'm like, oh wait, now that we're back together, I get to still have that song for all the other men in my life who I still do have affection for, but I don't want to be with. It's just the sweetest song. I love that song. It's called Little Freak by Harry Styles. Check it out. It's on repeat for me constantly. I love it so much. Are you into Harry Styles? Probably too much. I'm like really. Do you know that song? I I I when you sing it, it's not like the one from the album that I remember mostly. But daylight uh, is the one you remember the most. Yeah, and I also am just so bad at names of songs. But Harry in general, I just I really do just uh, kind of obsessed with him in a weird way. Keep on driving is another great song. Love of my life off that album is also really good. Daylight, of course. Um, Matilda. Those are my faves. Do you know I mean, what track I just, number? I just love that he he went from one direction and now he's at another one. No, but like mm-hmm. he he went from the most like cheesiest kind of and he really has explored into like Bowie. Have you ever heard Story of My Life by One Direction? That's actually yeah. Story Dude, of my life. It's so fucking I'll take good. You home. But do you know that One Direction was like created by Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls? She was the one that actually picked all the people out. There's some really? video that's circulating right now of her and Simon Cowell looking at all their pictures and like organizing them, and she was the one that really fought for One Direction to be what One Direction is. I mean, I'm sure coming from a, a band that's Pussycat Doll and where you pick a blonde, you pick a brunette, you yes. pick this. That's kind of what, what the, she Yeah, she knew what she was doing. It's Ugh, like, I met One Direction once. Did you know that? All of them at the same time? Yes. We, you saw the one guy, Liam, I remember. In, no. In Sirius. Oh, maybe, yeah, but, Sirius one time through like a window. But no, I met One Direction once. And you'll have to stay tuned for that story damn. next week. Uh, have such a good weekend this uh, everyone this weekend I don't know what I'm saying anymore Um, thank you for listening to the pod this week we will be back on Monday with new episodes 
I will be spending some of my um, time next week in Los Angeles. I think that'll be on... I think I'm going to do Wednesday and Thursday show from Los Angeles, but we'll deal with that when we get to it. But listen next week. Love you guys so much. Thank you for your fan threats. And don't be cut. And Jay. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie and Jay. Talk about <laughs> Jamie and Jay. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.